Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Welcome to episode 52 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your hosts. It's once again just me. It's Doug, also known as Ikibuli, um, and I am joined once again by a guest that isn't Kyle, because Kyle left me the keys to the podcast uh, to talk all about Sword and Shield. But before we get to who is with me to listen to the show, you can find us on foureyedradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And this podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. I have a guest. I'm very excited about this guest. We have heard this guest before. It is my college roommate and very good friend, Zach. What's up, Zach? Hello, Doug. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. What was the last episode you were on? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know if there was any special release surrounding it, but it was just like a, for me. Just hung the, out. Yeah, I just hung out. I remember, I think like Gen 3 had just released on Pokemon Go. But... Oh, maybe we were doing like a, were we doing a Hoenn appreciation episode or a Johto oh, appreciation but, episode? No, I know what I remember now. It was Ooh. a Sinnoh appreciation because we oh, have a history okay. with that one. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, so it must have been Gen... Well, I don't know. Yeah, because I know Gen 4 came out way after we recorded that, so... Yeah, yeah, that would make that would make sense. It, it had to have been something like that. But welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Today, uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we're continuing our ongoing conversation about Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield because they're out and they're awesome, and I just want to talk to everyone about them. And you and I... <laughs> Haven't really talked that much about them. We've texted back and forth a little bit, but not a ton. So we're just going to talk about whatever we feel like as if we still live together and we're playing, <laughs> basically. <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should start this off by getting a sense of where you're at in the game. So I kind of know where to go and where not to go. So how far into the main campaign are you by whatever measurement you would like to use? Okay, well, I'll give you multiple. I okay. I have played almost 30 hours of it. I think about Ooh. 26, 27 hours. And okay. I'm in the town with the sixth gym badge. Okay. And, and can, I, can, I, I, can I openly talk about anything? Or? You can talk about whatever you want. Okay. So, yeah, it's like the snow town. I don't remember mm-hmm. the name exactly. Uh, I just got there yesterday. Um, I don't remember the names of like anywhere from the past <laughs> like six generations, except maybe Alola stuff a little bit. Yeah, I've actually been pretty good with remembering the town so far, but not this newest one because I haven't spent too much time <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. And I have, I believe, 116 Pokemon. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So did you do the, maybe you just said this, but did you do the sixth gym yet or no? I have not done that one yet. 
I don't even know okay. what type it is. I think I'm oh. guessing it's ice, but I also think it might be fire. So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Well, I won't say anything you don't want me to say. So just cut me off if you're like, no, don't go there. <laughs> okay. And I will just stop whatever I'm talking about. But awesome. Okay. So I guess just generally, like, how do you like the game? <laughs> uh, I love it. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I am. Uh, I def- yeah. Like, and I know I'm saying that maybe prematurely because I haven't finished it. The ending, mm-hmm. could, it could drop off a cliff at any moment, but <laughs> who knows? Or it could get even better, but I'm really loving it. I, of course, have a couple complaints, but it, no game's sure. perfect. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just like really into it more than I thought I would be with this, uh, and more than Sun and Moon, I believe. I think you told me that this could potentially end up being your favorite entry since what did you say since gen Gen 4 5 gen 5 okay gotcha i love gen 5 a lot me too uh i totally get that (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a lot of gen 5 in this game i don't know if you have noticed but there's a lot and maybe that's just because the generation is huge so if they use like a percentage system just the sheer volume of them is going to be higher but uh, i'm happy to see them well, they actually, um, I did see someone break down like the percentage of Pokemon from each generation. And yeah. the one that had the most was Gen 5 in percentage. Oh, wow. Not sheer numbers. So it, by number, it was also the highest. That's wild. So on top of it just having the largest generation, it has the highest percentage of its own generation represented. Right. Huh. Even and then even more than Kanto, which wow, yeah, that, that's that's one thing. I mean, we can get into it in a bit, but that's one thing I I really appreciate about the game is that it isn't afraid to reach beyond Kanto. For... Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, I think some of that some of that uh, concern for me came from like lead up to the game because we saw some stuff that was obviously going to be Kanto stuff. So I'm I'm curious as far as like lead up to the game anticipation and like news that was coming out. I don't know how much, if at all, you paid attention to any leak stuff. I was totally blacked out from all that. Mm-hmm. But how, did the did the sort of like discourse or the conversation at large affect your anticipation for the game at all? Or did you just ignore it mostly? Uh, I I didn't see I did see a couple like Pokemon that leaked by accident, but I didn't pay attention to them. However, I was pretty tuned into like what people were disappointed in and complaining about before they came out, and I thought it was from the get go. I thought it was completely overblown, and <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, it's it's com- these it's it was people complaining about things that they're seeing completely out of context. Yeah, and like, and then like the reviews came out, and when people were angry that the reviews were favorable, I was like, this just kind of confirms what I thought in the first place, you know? Yeah, which is I think wanting to be disappointed. Right. I, I don't understand why you would be disappointed at a good review for a game that you supposedly want to like. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Very bizarre. I I think that was some of the weirdest conversation leading up to a Pokemon game that I can recall. Not that I necessarily pay a ton of attention to that type of stuff. I think you probably pay a lot more attention to it than than I do. But I hope it's the most bizarre we ever get. I yeah. hope that people will sort of like learn from this and realize that like it was never going to be as bad as anyone <laughs> made it out to be. You right. know, it couldn't have been. Right. They wouldn't put out a garbage product, you know. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> it's too much. Right. I know. I know. Like, yeah, I know. There's like people saying like, give you know, let them take their time or whatever. But they would if it were really hot garbage, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was never too, never too shaken up. Um, it was like kind of sad to see, but I was never too affected by all that that stuff. Yeah. But I and I, I, I do feel like a lot of that was stemming from the whole lack of a national Pokedex and and then yeah. trying to find reasons for like, you know, reasons why they would sacrifice that and they weren't finding it. Like, you know, oh, you take that away. They must be yeah. giving us something more and they weren't seeing it. I mean, all you have to do is look at Pokemon Camp and all the unique animations they have there and they're like, oh, well, this is where they spent some of their time. Well, and the fact that every every model walks around, well, maybe not every single one, but well, no, yeah, every yeah. single one, yeah, has the ability to walk around and uh, has animations that didn't necessarily exist before in the way that they're interacting with one another. And so many of them are walking around the overworld, you know, like in a way that we don't typically yes. see. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm very very satisfied. I don't know if I've given you like an overall sort of like feeling on my part, but I really love these games. Well, I've only played one, <laughs> but I love the game. You know, like I'm really enjoying it. I think there there are a lot of things they've done that have made it um, fun, relaxing, less stressful, um, but still like compelling and motivating mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. So I'm very satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> And if they build upon this, I can only imagine being happier, you know, next right. time around. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I keep wondering, oh, like, if this is if this is their, what they're doing for their first game on the Switch, like, I can't wait to see what the next ones are like. Yeah, for real. Which hopefully so, is a Sinnoh okay. remake, just saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if the internet's told me anything, it's that literally all signs ever point to Sinnoh <laughs> remakes. So... <Yeah. laughs> I, I am... Um, my my standing position on this podcast is to basically always say I don't think they're coming. So I'm going to stick with that and say I don't think they're coming, even though I want them real yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, I want them probably just as badly as you do. And I would probably even go a step further <sighs> to say that I almost hope they don't because, <gasps> you know, well, and here's why, because yeah. I would like if they dedicated a longer development cycle for the next generation rather than having to worry about a third version or whatever they do for sword and shield and then a remake and then the next generation you know i mean yeah they might be working in parallel with each other on those projects or you know what i mean like separately on the projects in parallel to one another but uh i would like you know just if you focus solely on gen 9 and release it in three years from now i wouldn't be mad yeah yeah, no, I, I I very much agree with that. I, I'm not opposed to the idea of longer wait times. Like, I don't need a Pokemon game every single year. I guess I just don't feel that strongly about it, and I don't think it's necessarily hurt this game immensely. There might be, like, some things that I think they could have spent a little more time on, but nothing that's made me not enjoy any part of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as far as the the beginning of the game, I guess the very first question uh, anybody should ask is, what starter did you choose? <laughs> <laughs> so I chose Sobble. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I knew that actually. I think you told me that. <laughs> yeah, I, we did talk about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Sobble, uh, I was all in on Grookey until like, three or four weeks before the actual game came out and something just clicked oh. with me. Yeah, okay. it was strange. I was like, I I suddenly need to have Sobble. And <laughs> I, by the way, I have seen 
all the evolutions of the starters at this point. Okay, perfect. Uh, last time you and I had talked about starters, I don't think either one of us had. Correct. Um, or at the very least, I know you hadn't seen your own starters final evolution, um, but I think maybe I hadn't seen Grookey's final evolution at that point. Right. I, I, my Sable is now an Inteleon. And, what um, are your thoughts? I love it. I'm really, really okay. Okay, I was so curious because I was like, I so my first reaction to it was like, oh, oh, that's so weird. But then the more I like, the more time I spent with it, the more I was like, I kind of love this idea a lot. Like it really works, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It, so I love how Sable, Drizzile, and Italian, they all have like three unique personalities almost. Yeah. Sabo is like I think supposed to be a sad lizard. <laughs> you think? Yeah, and like, and then uh, and then um, Drizzile is like an emo teenager, and then uh, oh, I love Drizzile so much. Yeah, me too. It and, might be one of my favorite middle starter evolutions ever. Yeah, it, it's really good. I like I like all three of these things, by the way. Yeah, and then Inteleon is like, oh, he like grew up and became a spy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of brilliant for a chameleon too. I mean, like, if, if a lizard were going to become a, a spy, I think a chameleon would be at the top of the list, right? Of course. <laughs> I just love that it, like, finger guns its attacks. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the special snipe shot or whatever. I think, so yeah, I think snipe shot. Yeah. So, so good. Oh, I like it. I think I was initially, like, turned off by the fact that it was so, like, skinny. Because I was like, you're not a tank, and I want you to be a tank. <laughs> but I don't think it was ever going to be a tank, so it didn't take me that long to get over it. <laughs> yeah. I like it a lot. Well, okay, what do you think of the other starters, since we've seen them all? So I I initially, well, I originally saw Score Bunnies, because my rival, you know, Hop, has uh, chose Score Bunny because I chose Sable. Yeah. So I saw um, Raboot, who was, who was I thought was pretty cool. Kind of made sense to me. I was like, I don't know where they're really going with this, but... And <laughs> <laughs> then I saw, um, oh gosh, C- Cinderace. Yes, Cinderace. Yeah, and I my initial reaction was like, ooh, I don't really like it. <laughs> I my initial reaction was that it was under designed, which is something that I never say about final evolutions anymore. I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of basic, <laughs> but I think I like that because I do tend to think that they're over designed now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, actually, you bring up a good point. Like, none of these feel like Samurai to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I would pick on too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but but yeah, Cinderace. I, I didn't originally like him, and then and then he kind of like showed like his soccer side, and I was like, oh, I kind of get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I at this point, because of surprise trading and breeding and stuff like that, I have all three of them fully evolved and available to me. And I will say that I use Cinderace a lot, despite Scorebunny not being my starter that I chose. And the one that I use the least frequently is probably Rillaboom. Okay. Part of that might just be like a typing thing where I don't really need a strong grass type on my team. But also I just think Cinderace is really freaking cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I like having them around. (laughs) I I was uh, listening to some other podcasts and they brought up the fact that uh, each of them kind of represents a part of the UK. It's like, and I didn't really think of it, but it makes so much sense. Like Italian is kind of James Bond. Mm -hmm. Cinderace is like, you know, the football soccer. Right. I mean, the whole game is kind of like that, but. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and then um and then Rillaboom is like the Beatles. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that is what they went for, but it yeah, if if Galler rock and roll. Yeah. Galler yeah. yeah. Galler is inspired by the UK, then like those three things totally make sense to me. Yeah, totally. Well, you, okay, so you brought up the sporting element of it. I think one thing that's really cool about Galler is that it has uh, a really distinct culture in the way that I think the past few generations have had. And a big part of this one is the fact that it's got this like sporting culture to it, Mm -hmm. which has affected the gyms and sort of the gym challenge in a way that we haven't seen before. So obviously they they totally shook up the structure for Sun and Moon and then they went back to a, a more traditional gym structure for this. Are you into it? Totally into it. (laughs) <laughs> like i think i feel like if they continue their gym concept going back to the old way is going to feel like a downgrade like yeah the excitement in the in this design is like really awesome to me do you get freaking pumped when the gym music plays yes because <laughs> i want to rock out to that yeah it's so good <laughs> It is so good. I want to go to a club and have them play it. Like, and not only that, like I get so excited to Dynamax, which is something I never yes. thought I would say. Like, yes. Like, you know, when they first unveiled these games. Well, I think a big part of that is how limited it is throughout your campaign. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you get to do it all, all the time. Z moves you could pretty much do from the very beginning, kind of without any restriction outside of you can only do it once per battle. But you could, I mean, you could drop a Z move on a Pidgey if you felt like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't really do that with Dynamax. Uh, and I love that. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that a lot. Me too. Uh, it's a little weird considering it's like the main sort of gimmick this time around, but I think limiting the gimmick was the right way to go. Yeah, and I know it's kind of a part of the storyline, and this is where I don't know much, but I'm interested to see where they take that and like why it can happen. And I'm at the point now where they're talking about like, oh, it's can only happen in certain spots or something. Yeah. So like, I'm really, I'm really interested to see that aspect of it as well. It makes me curious as to the the sort of sporting aspect of it. It just makes me curious about where else they're gonna go with. I don't know, just like different regions and cultures, because I think Alola was such a surprise to me that I thought it was going to stay this and maybe it will, but sort of stay this unique sort of weird entry in the core series. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're really just open to really just going all out on whatever sort of culture or kind of country inspiration they choose from here on out. Yeah. I agree. I feel like... I hope so. Uh, yeah, I, I do feel like they're kind of doubling down on that. Because even though, like, I mean, Unova was based on, like, the United States, it kind of just felt like another <laughs> region, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I agree. It was just another place to go. <laughs> yeah, and then I think Kalos is when they kind of started to really do that, even though Kalos kind of has, this, uh, like, the whole, oh, it's just another region feel to it as well. But they really kind of, like... Didn't, there was no shame in, with the prism tower, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that was like definitely the Eiffel yeah. tower. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it was so stylized. Everything was so like, they really sort of embraced the like fancy Europe aspect. Yeah. Oh, that's right. A previous guest sort of described it as like Galler is European, but Kalos was like refined European. And this is more like countrysides and every man and industrial European. And I thought that was really insightful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, again, I think it goes back to like each individual country's history and like what they're known for. And, you know, Britain's one of the first countries to industrialize. They kind of pioneered it. And then France is known for their 
lovely, beautiful cities. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Where should they go next? Well, I have I have the cliche answer, but I also want it if you want me to. <laughs> uh oh what's the cliche answer i don't even think well I know. the one that everyone that i hear say is, is yeah. australia i think that would be amazing Ooh, that would be really fun like, i almost feel like they're keeping that in their back pocket when they because <laughs> it's so like the potential there is huge it's yeah like there's so many different unique type of animals there uh unique landscapes and Ooh. i would i would love that or even africa that'd be cool too <laughs> Yeah, Africa would be cool. I I would definitely choose Australia first just because I feel like it would be um there would be fewer opportunities to mess it up. <laughs> not that I not that I think they would mess any country or culture up at this point, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they could they could they could they could do some stuff with Australia that would be really really neat and not not ever get sort of like cringy or weird, which would be nice. Um, but I do think that like certain areas of like Nigeria, like certain really, really um, sort of metropolitan areas of Nigeria would be really cool for them to sort of like take inspiration from. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm thinking of like, of like Brazil and South America or something. Oh man. They, well, what's funny is like, if they went to Brazil, they could, they could probably just use like the same gym music and it would feel totally authentic. <laughs> Like here's some big stadium yeah. sort of EDM chant, like sport chant music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the down, with the like the low beat when you're when your Pokemon faints. Oh, yes, oh, you know so what I'm talking good. about when you're trying to select a new Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it like drowns out. I'm like, oh my god, it's so intense. Like, choose wisely. <laughs> I've failed my Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. What else? Where should we go from here? Um, well, okay. So you've done Let's five gyms. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done, you, so you've done five gyms. Do you have favorites? Do you have, uh, anything that stands out from any of the stadiums themselves or the experience of, of, uh, of the gym battles this time around? Um, well, I, for, I guess I'll start by saying I, I love every gym trainer I've, I've come across so, so far. Like I love Nessa. Uh, the one I had, well, I don't even remember his name. I guess that's the one I, uh, <laughs> the goat, <laughs> goats kid who oh I, alistair yeah 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 he was the least the most forgettable for me um <laughs> but i i loved nessa i loved uh Ka- kabu kabu yeah kabu. yeah kabu and uh opal i think is oh opal is such a fun character yeah she was like i like i knew who she was from the beginning cinematic mm-hmm. you know i figured like oh yeah she's she's a dream leader so i wasn't surprised to see an old woman be a gym, <laughs> be a gym leader but uh yeah. she her personality really was awesome and that whole like audition thing is pretty cool <laughs> so goofy <laughs> yeah so silly um yeah i don't think we've talked about her gym on the podcast yet but opal's gym cracks me up because every so every gym has some sort of like task you have to complete sort of like an orange island task but before the actual gym battle instead of replacing the gym battle Mm -hmm. and opal is like this like sort of theatrical old lady and so you have to audition to battle her by like battling her trainers and answering questions all on a stage which is such a funny environment and the questions are just ridiculous (laughs) they're so goofy oh my gosh they were 
I don't even know if you can get them wrong. Like, I'm not sure if it's even possible. Yeah, you can get them wrong. <laughs> oh, you can? Okay. <laughs> you sound like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, well, I got one wrong. And then there was one I got wrong where they asked, like, what did I have for breakfast? And I just... Okay. Or, or and the option was, like, curry or an omelet. So I, of course, chose curry. Did you get this one? Oh, I don't remember now. I remember the question, but I don't remember what I answered. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then she said, she said, it was so funny to me. She was like, well, actually I had an omelet, but I, guess, I don't suppose you would know that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I must have said omelet then. And maybe I like did the full circle where I was like, I bet the answer is curry. And then maybe I was like, I think they want me to say mm-hmm, curry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then like, and then Opal asks you a question or two during her battle. And yeah, I got, that's cool. And I got one of them wrong, even though I think it was right. Which one? She asked. Okay, I don't. Hopefully, you can remember. But okay, she asked like what her favorite color was. Oh yes, yes, I got this wrong as well. Yeah, well, I said pink. Me too. Because she kept talking about you're not pink enough. You're not wearing. But her pink. answer makes sense once she says it. I can't remember the answer, but I was. So- I was so frustrated by, I was like, no, it is pink. You're wrong. (laughs) No. So you say pink and and she basically says like, well, that's not my favorite color. That's my favorite color for others. And then you think about it and she really does just talk about other people being pink enough or not. So it like, it doesn't really make sense because you're like, you've literally only talked about pink, but it's, it's sort of clever, at least in the fact that like, she only ever talks about other people's pinkness (laughs) like level of pink or whatever yeah i don't know it's silly but i like that they incorporated those questions into the battle like that was kind of neat yeah she was wearing purple is that like the other stripe of her dress is it pink and purple stripes uh no her like big floofy like boa thing yeah it's like purple it's like the most yeah so i almost said that but that then i thought the trick was Oh, no, they want you to say that because she's wearing purple, but it's actually pink if you remember her talking about pink. <laughs> I like how much they mess with your mind in that, gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets very layered. <laughs> and it was fairy type. We didn't even talk about that. First fairy type gym, right? Yeah, I uh, – is it the first fairy type gym? Uh, Alola really messes things up. <laughs> yeah. Because there aren't technically any gyms there. So yeah, I guess it would be the... Well, did X and Y really not have a fairy gym? Or was it one of the Elite Four that was a fairy type trainer? Because it had to be one of the two because they introduced it in that generation. I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, X and Y is definitely the generation I know the least about. Yeah. I never uh, uh, finished it. Oh, (laughs) I never completed those. I think I did battle the Elite four but i'm not even that confident it's it's definitely the game like definitely the entry in the series i put the least amount of time into yeah and it's definitely the one that took me the longest to play like i think i started it when it came out and then was just like eh, i mean okay whatever we'll get there eventually and then years later <laughs> i think i picked it back up uh, whoops but one thing that's really cool i think about the fact that opal's gym is there and this is this is specific to shield uh, which both you and I are playing is because Opal is sort of an old lady and all of her trainers in her gym are also older ladies. And you and I play shield, which has Alistair's gym. Mm -hmm. All of his trainers are basically older folks too. There are two gyms in a row in shield that feature like elderly trainers, which I think is actually really cool. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't even 
didn't think of that. Yeah, it's it's neat because I saw a post uh, when when thank, like hashtag thank you Game Freak was trending. I saw a post that was just like thanking Game Freak for consistent representation. And so it, it kind of like made me think a lot while I was playing this game about like different types of people and, and characters yeah. um, that they include. And so maybe that's why it jumped out to me. But I thought it was really significant that two gyms in a row basically featured all older trainers except for Alistair. I think that's neat. <laughs> no, it's definitely cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Is I do feel like ever since Black and White, they kind of have noticeably made like an uh, decisions to be more inclusive in their games and yeah i think it really has shown like the last two generations yeah it's awesome because not every like still not every game does that it's still not that uncommon to just walk into a game and have everybody look exactly the same right and like it's also more impressive that it's coming from a japanese company yeah oh for sure yeah definitely so i really liked that about it i thought that was very very cool what other um, are there any other gyms or, or battles in particular that stood out to you? Like, were any of them harder, uh, notably for you? Yeah, uh, Kabuls, Kabuls. Yeah, <laughs> was well, pretty hard for me. Um, I, so I haven't really been over leveling my Pokemon, and yeah. I've been I've been swapping in different teams with a few mainstays and stuff. I have like I have like a set of twenty that I'm using, right? Oh wow! So, okay. Yeah, so like I can't decide, like I can't settle on anything. Do you have like so, a core group, or is it basically just your starter and nineteen other rotating mons? <laughs> well, so it's funny is that actually my starter is one who gets, uh, for lack of a better word, benched a lot. <gasps> Gasp! Because well, fesh, not so much now, uh, but he was he was leveling up way too fast. Like oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready for him to evolve into his final form before gym two, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. I was worried that it was going to be final form before gym one. Like I was getting real nervous. Yeah, it was way too fast. And I, I feel that's a, a tiny complaint I have so far about the game is that the starters evolved a little too fast. I mean, they're on par with any other starter, but the way that the game is designed Sure, sort of like the structure and the the time it takes to get to certain early checkpoints is expanded. Right, like I definitely feel that they should have bumped those up for this game, for the that starters. That makes sense. Game. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because that was a concern of mine too. Like I, 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 I felt like I barely spent any time with Sobble, you know? <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Especially because yeah, like, it's Sobble. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he was Drizzile before my first, the first gym. I was like, oh, oh big same, big, <laughs> yeah. big same. I will say I've, I mean, I've put in a lot of time. Uh, I've put in like 75 hours, I think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my Inteleon is definitely my strongest, highest leveled okay. Pokemon. It's level 90. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. It's kind of ridiculous. I cannot think of the last Pokemon game I played where any of my Pokemon got that high level. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I guess with the wild area, it's kind of easy. <sighs> I mean, I guess we'll get to it, but the wild area really just, all my Pokemon are going to be level 100. Like it's just, it's, it's bound to happen because of the wild <laughs> area. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think Kabu was one that definitely stood out to me because he's the first one that Gigantamax is with no real announcement or explanation just suddenly does it. And I think he was the first, first gym leader that really started like kind of significantly making me wonder how, like, I guess I started with a water starter. So I wasn't, I, I knew I had that in my back pocket, but I think he took out more Pokemon before I got to that than I expected. 
Yeah. But uh Yeah, man, I can't even remember his Pokemon right now. His well his big oh, one I do. is yeah, his big one is the is it Centiscorch? Is that yeah, yeah. It, and it Gigantamax is uh into like that sort of huge, like kind of double headed, if not explicitly double headed, like centipede dragon thing. Yeah. Very cool. Uh but Gigantamax is not the same as Mega Evolution, which I'm happy about. But if it were a Mega Evolution, it would be a dragon type. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also remember what he had a he had an Arcanine and a Nine Tails, which those two oh. always go together. <laughs> good good pair. <laughs> well, were they, they were like opposite version exclusives yeah. in red and blue, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and like uh, every game. Growlithe and Vulpix. Except this one. Yankee and Meowth and Bellsprout and Oddish. Oh, oh my god, can we have can we specifically talk about Meowth for a second? Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> you saw <laughs> Meowth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, yeah, audibly gasp with seeing Galarian Meowth because I thought it was a new Pokemon and then it said Meowth. I was like, what? Well, you, then, you know what tipped me off or like what had me sort of um not spoiled, but like like it had me looking is I I retrieved the mystery gift, which was a Meowth. And I read the Pokedex entry, and in the Pokedex entry, it says doesn't get along with Galarian Meowth or something like that. It explicitly says uh, in the Kanto Meowth Pokedex entry, Galarian Meowth. So it's like, excuse me? Am I reading that correctly? What are you talking about? So when I saw it, it still took me a second, but I, I knew kind of what I was looking at. But I, I almost didn't believe it, you know, because it's it's so goofy. Like its face is is so different <laughs> yeah and, and then yeah and then like and then it evolves into a different pokemon which i think we also need to talk about right now immediately <laughs> was that i think that's the first yeah no that's the first i think it's the first pokemon i realized could do that as a result of this game because i we knew that like lanoon was going to get another like was going to get an evolution but that's not the same as this this is like straight up right. this is the meowth that's turning into something else with yeah. a, like different enough that it has a whole different name um and i nearly fell out of my chair when it happened <laughs> it's like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah well i didn't experience the evolution part of it i just ran into a wild berserker oh, yeah 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 berserker yeah i i wasn't using galarian meowth oh, which i don't know why but... i was I was. So when it started evolving, I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to fix the, the Alolan Persian problem. This is going to be cool. <laughs> and boy, yeah. did they, fix it. they just said, let's not even mess with Persian anymore. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about it? Like, are you into this idea or are you like I'm, sad for Persian? <laughs> oh my God. No, so into it. I, I want, I've always been an advocate for like different uh, evolution uh chain like like branched evolution yeah like i I kind of feel like ever since gen 4 they kind of got away from that well gen 4 was mostly just adding them but this time like with the introduction of forms like regional forms or regional variants like alolan forms everything i feel like they went wild with it this time which a i'm so glad it's not just kanto pokemon and b Uh they like some of these aquarian forms could just have different evolution paths or evolve further you know that they're that the other regions can't do. 
I love that because it's sort of like we I think we kind of expected we would be getting Galarian forms. The question mark wasn't that big, but it was sort of just the thing I was expecting and was curious about. But I wasn't like I wouldn't say it was one of the things I was most excited about. It was just sort of like, okay, I can't wait to see what they pick. But they really threw a curveball with the fact that they could evolve further and along different branches like that is such a treat. <laughs> I'm for so sure excited. that's how you take it to the next level, I guess. Yeah. And like, not only that, they're different typings and gosh, it, it kind of reinvigorates life into some of these older Pokemon that people don't even remember, or they were kind of basically, like, I'm thinking of Corsola now, you know, oh, that's Which, okay. So Corsola is the one Pokemon I saw leaked. It's the only thing I saw from the leak. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, they killed it. <laughs> You saw you saw just Corsola. I saw just Corsola, and actually, what's wild is, um, oh gosh, yeah, okay, you've seen this. I had to think about it for a moment. <laughs> when I saw that Alistair was sending out something called Corsola, I was like, did they change the name of it? Is it not technically a Corsola? Is it a different species? And so when he sent out Corsola, I was like, oh my god, and I was like devastated. Yeah. I was like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of had the same the same reaction. I was like, I honestly like second guessed. Like, I was like, have I been like saying this wrong the whole time? <laughs> it was Ursula this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think I've seen. Wait, did that gym leader have Corsola as well? I don't think he sent out a Corsola. I think he only sent out a Corsola, yeah, which is so why I had confused me because I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't seen this yet, so I guess this is it. But it was it was evolved, so I'm not sure when we were supposed to see it before that point. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I did. And that's what even surprised me more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I did just get one uh, via surprise trade the other day. So I'm happy about that. But uh, very surprised to learn that it is pure ghost type. Yeah. Uh, very weird. Not what I would have expected. Uh, I would have just guessed that it was water ghost, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like they make a conscious effort to have it be a totally different type. Like, I do I like that. Yeah, like like Meowth is steel, I think. Yeah, steel, like just steel. I don't think it's normal steel at all. Uh, which is which is very very cool. I guess what else? I what which other ones have you seen? Uh, absolutely. Well, okay, so I've also seen Mr. Rhyme, but <laughs> you seem very excited about Mr. Rhyme. No, I'm totally into it. I just oh. I'm mad that I, I'm mad that I saw it, but like I haven't seen it in the game. Gotcha. You know? Okay. So yeah. I, I haven't seen Mr. Mind, so I'm assuming there's a new oh, form for him. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I. Uh, so that was kind of, but also it was kind of officially unveiled as well. It, I don't know if you watched all the promotional trailers, but mm-hmm. the launch I trailer. didn't see Mr. Rhyme in a trailer. Yeah. I don't so think. It wasn't, they, it was real sly. They, in the, I, th- I think it was the launch trailer, like the trailer that came out three days before the game released. Gotcha. Like it showed like it was a really awesome trailer, by the way. And they showed like two Pokemon that you had not seen before. And one of them, I was like, oh, my God, like what is I thought at first it was a regional variant of Mr. Mime. And then I found out it was I I, I don't know, on Twitter or something. It was Mr. Rhyme. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that must be like a new Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe like, well, I mean, this is something I don't know. Like maybe it evolved. it evolves from Mime Junior or something. Like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the the other Pokemon in that trailer 
it was just like a flashed onto the screen. I can't remember which one it was though. But what other what other Pokemon are standing out to you so far? I, I personally think this generation is very strong as far oh. as like design. It's totally. I love them all. Like I can't think of one I don't <laughs> like. Um, I don't think I've seen any that I explicitly don't like, or or rather. I guess what I should say is I haven't seen any that I'm strongly underwhelmed by. Like there's no ducklets, which is my favorite Pokemon to pick on because it's literally just a duck. Uh, it's a cartoon duck. That is all it is. I don't feel like we got any of those. Even the ones that are straightforwardly just, you know, the animal that they are have cool, unique quirks about them. So like Nick it, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it so much. So cool. But it's, I mean, it's just a fox, but it's a very cool, well-designed Pokemon fox. Yeah, for sure. Um, except, Doug, you're completely forgetting the other just-a-duck Pokemon, Cramorant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. So Cramorant, Cramorant is like just a, what is, I guess, what is it? A herring? Is it a stork? What, what, what do we call it? What is it? Pelican? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess it's not a pelican because we have a pelican. But uh, that, that doesn't I, mean anything. I know, I know, I know. Uh, we have many, many uh, cats, lots of cats. Yes. Um, lots of birds that are just birds. I'm okay with that. But uh, I'm very okay with it, actually. I saw like, so I, I didn't used to like uh, Fakemon artist type content, but I've grown to like it a lot because some of them are really incredible. And on one of them, I saw somebody complaining like, this is just another bird. And I was like, you know what? Give me like 80 birds. I don't care. Like, <laughs> the world is vast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's thousands of birds in the real world. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, I think if it weren't for Cramorant's gimmick, it would be the one Pokemon I've run into that is totally underwhelming. But its gimmick, I think, is what makes it special. And so they didn't need to give it some like any sort of like massively distinct design characteristics. Yeah. It's more of a mechanic characteristic, which, all right, I'm 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 fine with it. <laughs> yeah. On its own, it's boring, but uh, the gimmick is good. And they actually made it a Pokemon, which I'm glad about. Because that was a big question was like, is this fish that it's spitting out going to actually oh my be a God. Pokemon? Yeah. Or I was worried about that <laughs> as well. I thought it was like, yep. this is a generic fish. <laughs> no. It's one of the generic fish from the Cerulean City Gym. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Also, can we also talk about this brings up a whole thing. I keep thinking about this in this game. Pokemon totally eat Pokemon and humans totally eat Pokemon. Yes, <laughs> it's been never it's never been more apparent than it has been in this game. Why do you say that? Because there he's eating that I forget its name that fish and oh yeah 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 and there's sausages. What are the sausages <laughs> made of? <laughs> Why are you asking questions you very much don't want the answers to? <laughs> and there's a seafood <laughs> restaurant. I tweet about these things. I like like for four <laughs> like I only had like four Pokemon tweets in a row one day. <laughs> And they were all about these weird food questions in Sword and Shield. <laughs> Some of the Pokedex entries are about humans eating Pokemon, like explicitly. Yeah, like Slowpoke Tail and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine like, biting into a like a um, Cherubi and it just like screaming while you eat it? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it's horrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> I think also like the, the sheer existence of like Alcremy or Alcremy or Alcreme or wh- however the heck I'm, I'm assuming it's Alcremy. I like think it's, I think, yeah, it's Al- I'd say Alcremy. Cause I think it's supposed to be like alchemy. 
that's what I say in my head. But like that Pokemon is literally just whipped cream. Yeah. Like you could walk up to it and eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like that's like a a staple of Pokemon is that some Pokemon like form or just food. Or well, no, they just form from things like uh, muck or ga- or <laughs> that's true and trubbish. Yeah. Like oh, it's like oh oh trubbish. The best example where it's like, oh, it just was created from tossed out garbage one day. Like, what? It just grew legs and walked around. All right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a totally weird Pokemon thing, but I love it. And it's like, it adds more mystery to the world. It's like, yeah, they're not all just like from eggs, even though like Trouble's yeah. probably comes from an egg. They really haven't tried to make more sense of the Pokemon world, even eight generations later, because there are still some Pokedex entries where you're like, that could only apply to a single individual of this species. Like, how are, how is that the Pokedex entry for the entire species? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Cubone one, where it's like, it wears its mother's skull on its head. Every single one, like yeah. every one of them does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pokemon. Like- but I do agree. They don't try that hard. They didn't. They didn't like pull a Legend of Zelda and like try to pull it all together in like a kind of like unifying way. I know that's like a hot topic, but uh, well, I just I don't know. I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say that I think I thought they kept it purposely convoluted the way that Zelda has. <laughs> oh, you think? I don't know enough about the Zelda stuff. So Zelda's like perfect, like uh, purposely convoluted. You think? Yeah. To, like, keep it confusing. Yeah, oh, so okay. I feel like it gives them more like uh, creative freedom in the future. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do a bonus episode or <laughs> off the air conversations where you explain the the Historia Hyrule or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm no expert, <laughs> but. <laughs> Gosh, what other Pokemon are are out there and worth talking to? I was, you know, okay, I don't think I've talked to you about this. I was shocked at how many of the Pokemon we saw prior to the game's release that weren't standalone Pokemon. I was fully expecting nearly all of the ones we saw to be non-evolving or non-evolved forms of things Mm. because I figured that's sort of kind of a direction that I thought we were moving in, which is weird because it's Pokemon and evolution is like a core concept. But for some reason, that's just like the gut feeling I had. Pretty much everything we saw before the game, except for like what more Pico either evolves or is an evolved form. I was stunned. Yeah. So I actually, are you talking like Dreadnought? Like Dreadnought, Corviknight, like all those uh, Impidimp, things like that. I just, I thought they were all kind of standalone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see Yamper evolve. Me too. Okay, you're the, I think you're the first person that like was as surprised as I was. Yeah, I really thought he wasn't because like small electric Pokemon, they don't <laughs> seem to want to evolve. So Right, right. Well, cute sure. electric Pokemon. Like, True. Good point. Good point. Because um, there's another electric Pokemon that's one of my favorites this time around that we'll get to. Oh, I, I might have an idea of which one you're talking about, but <laughs> it's one of my favorite Pokemon of this generation, and maybe well, it's probably one of my favorites of a particular type for sure. Okay, is it multiple <laughs> type? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I know. <laughs> it's. I'll say this: it's not. It's not of my favorite electric type. Uh, it is of my favorite of its other type <laughs> okay <laughs> okay yeah i don't know why we're being so secretive about yeah. this <laughs> yeah it also probably definitely doesn't begin with a t or anything but oh yeah totally not. <laughs> um <laughs> no x in the name either oh yeah but okay so back to what you were saying like yes dreadnought i actually thought was 
going to be the base form. I thought it would evolve into something. Oh, okay. So when I ran into Toodle, which how do you feel about Toodle? <laughs> Actually, that's a good. That's one I'm not off to. It's like. I don't know. It's not my kind of Pokemon design, but it's not a Pokemon design that I like. I dislike. Like I get it. I I I don't hate it. It's just not my thing. Which is different than like um, trying to think of like a, a good example of a Pokemon that I just sort of like actively dislike the design of. Uh, well, actually, I would probably say that like Impidimp is a is a design that I don't particularly like. I like the Pokemon Impidimp in concept and typing. Uh-huh. But it's I don't I don't like its design very much. Okay, interesting. But Toodle, I don't feel the same way. It still feels like a Pokemon to me. Yeah. Oh, they all feel like Pokemon. Like I can't. Think of, yeah. I can't think of one like where I'm like, oh, that's not really a Pokemon. I, I appreciate that like Pokemon is like they they have like these far out designs as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Do you? I mean, uh, am I like totally? I don't know. Outrageous for saying that Impidimp doesn't feel like like it's one of the further out pokemon designs it's maybe one of the least pokemon-y pokemon we've gotten uh ever <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good question i'm trying to i didn't really think that when i saw it for the first time which was in like a trailer or something i think well they um they it was like the showed it off on the floor of a convention but they they, per- I don't know. They let it see. I like Impidimp because of all the things they've done with it. I just don't like the design. I love the fact that they just kept putting it places without ever really explaining what it was, because it's an imp. So it's funny because it's like mischievous, right? Yeah. And I love that it's. Uh, I love its typing. The fact that it's very dark that makes perfect sense for an imp. Um. So it's. I, I do like it. I, I. I really, really, really like it. It's purely the design where I'm just like meh. <laughs> what about uh its evolution which i forget its name um morgrim yeah i better but i still don't love it okay i also i don't know if it evolves again so okay uh i was looking at the pokedex though and it looks like there's a spot for a third so i'm kind of mm-hmm. yeah i'm like i can't i can't that's one i can't wait to see what it evolves into <laughs> Oh, oh! You know what? I did think of one I hate. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm so excited. Oh my god! Like I was. Um, oh gosh! What if it's one that I love? Oh my god! It might be. I don't know. Who knows? It's Silicobra. Oh, you know what? It is. Yeah, uh, I don't love that, but I don't. I don't think I hate it. I, I honestly can say it's one of my least favorite Pokemon ever. Like I used it in my party. It was like this thing's got to evolve. It's like so hideous. It's got <laughs> it's got to evolve into something awesome, maybe twice, and then it evolved. And I don't even remember its name because I immediately put it in its box. <laughs> it's uh, Santa. Con- oh yeah, Santa Conda. Oh my god. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh, just so awful. Like I don't really think that too much about Pokemon, but that one, like, and I feel bad for saying that because like someone worked hard on that, but yeah, it's like not my cup of tea at all no that's all right i i think you you actually reminded me of like of a pokemon that i would sort of put up as an example of a a pokemon that i just don't like the design of it's not from this generation though but like hippopotas and hippowdon like i just Mm. don't like those they're every once in a while there's probably like a couple to one each generation where i'm like it just for whatever reason like doesn't like something about it feels incongruous with whatever indescribable quality 
Pokemon design is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I think I don't know if I would have put Silicobra in that, but it's it's not one of my favorite designs. I would certainly put Hippo um and Hippowdon in there. Impidimp is certainly growing on me, but I, I still when I first saw it was like, what a bizarre design. I don't know. But I really do think that they nailed nailed this generation overall. It just has really, really cool designs. There are a couple that I have like there's one in particular I haven't encountered yet, and so I'm certain you have not encountered it, so I, I'm not going to talk about it, but I, I will eventually be very curious to hear your thoughts on some of the later game designs. Yeah, I can't wait. They, some of them get a little weird. Really? Okay. There's a couple. <laughs> the, the generation's not huge, so it's not like there's a ton of really bizarre things, but there's, I mean, there's certainly a couple where that are like head scratchers, but I don't dislike okay. them. They just make me scratch my head. <laughs> Whenever I come across a head scratcher Pokemon, I'm always think back to what other Pokemon did I used to think were head scratchers and now like Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime is like the classic head scratcher in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Well I always go It's like one of the originals. Yeah. Well yeah, I didn't I guess when I like when I played those games I didn't really think, oh, this isn't really a Pokemon, but but the two I always think of are Palkia and Dialga. Oh I used to not like them at all. Like I did I didn't think they looked like Pokemon, but now they're like it, I don't know if it's just like getting used to them, seeing them so much and like mm-hmm. them being such a part of Pokemon that like I've accepted them as Pokemon. But yeah, but like that's that's an example is like, oh, well, maybe this super bizarre Pokemon I'm coming across now will be my next Palkia and Dialga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've certainly grown to like Palkia and Dialga. I don't know if I originally did. I feel like I probably didn't, but I actually really like those designs. Dialga especially, I think, is a very sort of like sharp, put-together, well-designed monster, even if it's sort of bizarre to think about it as a Pokemon because it's like a god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's a pretty sharp design. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm super excited to see the rest of the, the lineup and blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess... I mean, we're we're hitting an hour, so like, what else? Are there any other things that you wanted to talk about that you and I haven't talked about yet? Yes, we have. Anything we, that's we, out? we have not talked about the wild area at all. Uh, I could probably spend as much time talking about the wild area as I spend in the wild area. <laughs> so it's a lot. I have a, a confession here. I haven't spent okay. that much time in the wild area. That's okay. I at the point in the game that you are, I don't know that I had either. I think maybe once or twice I decided to like spend some time in there uh-huh. just so that I could like do some of the things that are available and talk about them, but it's not like I was getting lost in there all that much. It I, honestly it wasn't until mm, after I think after the gym you're about to do. Okay. And then after the 8th gym are both like points at which I decided to like go all in on the wild area. Okay. Which I would say is probably a mistake. Don't do that after the eighth gym. My Pokemon were like stupid overpowered <laughs> for the end game. Like dumb. It yeah. Was dumb. I'm, I'm purposely, that's, a, that's, a, that is kind of one secret reason I'm not going there very often is like, Good choice. I, I kept, I kept like my Pokemon kept leveling up and I was like, wow, I'm like super overpowered. And then my Sobble evolved. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be here this much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> but yeah, like no, I did I have gone back and I haven't done like anything online there. I, I've done a couple raid battles like with the dens, but I've you always used computer players and that's honestly because I can't find anyone online. And Oh, so okay. I think that is unfortunately 
without question the weakest part of this game and i just don't understand like it's not they're not long tasks they're not i don't think that they're very intensive multiplayer experiences it's just so hard to fill up a team for a max raid battle i hope i hope they fix it i don't know how they how they can because i don't know what enough to know what the problem is but i really hope they do yeah i'm sure that i'm sure they'll fix it I feel yeah. like they have a lot of events planned and stuff, so they'll probably work on it. That's true. Yeah, they kind of have to, right? Because they do have they do have stuff planned for sure. Yeah, I I think I honestly think that they're going to have like Pokemon as a max raid thing available for like uh-huh. a limited time that are not in the Galar Pokedex yet. Well, they've they have announced one, so you are correct about. Oh, that. which one? Well. Half. It's half. They've announced something that you will only be able to get in a max raid battle, but it is something that is currently in the Pokedex. It's a Gigantamax form. Okay. That thus far hasn't appeared in the game, but will be available. I don't know when the the window is, but I should probably look because I want it. Do you want to know what it is or no? Uh, sure. Go ahead. It's it's been announced. So, uh, Snorlax is getting a Gigantamax form, and it will be the first one that is sort of. or acquired specifically through max raid battling and through one of these sort of event windows okay so if i I caught a snorlax already it would not gigantamax into this correct okay interesting yes wow yes okay (laughs) (laughs) gigantamax is a weird phenomenon that i think will clarify itself a little bit uh as you spend more time in the the wild area and poke around with your pokedex some more Okay. <laughs> well, very I, got, I got the Gigantamax Meowth and Eevee. Yes, I have my Gigantamax Meowth and Pikachu. <laughs> Gosh, I don't think I've seen Pikachu in this game. I ran into, I went into a room in a hotel where this kid had like six Pikachu. And he was like, I want to make a team of six Pikachu. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> there was one- It's one of the hotels in the Snow City that I'm in. I don't remember that room. Weird. I think it was in the right hotel or the left. I can't remember which one. It's right or left, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were two hotels and it's one or the other. <laughs> uh, I do remember somebody's house that had like a bunch of rookity in it. That I remember. Yes. Oh, yes. She was funny. She was like, yeah, I just ran into her. She she was like, uh, she was like, I'm certainly not raising these rookity to be flying taxis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just really like rookity. Definitely not. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh what were we oh yeah wild area wild area i was like well we were talking about something i forgot what it was um i like the wild area a lot i will be excited for are you still here oh no no hello oh, can you hear me hello hello oh hey <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that didn't happen. Every, oh, oh, wow. It's happening in the episode. And uh, wow, wow, wow. Everybody, wow. I thought we recorded, or I thought we lost everything you just listened to. All of that like hour that you just listened to, I thought we lost it. But we're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're safe. We're it was, it was <laughs> amazing work on Doug's part to recover this. Ooh, okay. Well, I believe we were talking about the wild area. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Um, but we're back. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Taking a deep breath. We're just being transparent here on Victory Road about everything that's happening behind the scenes. Um, wild area. I believe what I was saying, we're going to pretend nothing happened a little bit, um, except we just acknowledged all of it. I believe what I was saying was, I can't wait for you to kind of explore more of the wild area because I just, I'm so curious to know if you will get sort of sucked into it in the way that I've gotten sucked into it. I honestly, I've played 75 hours and I think well over half of that has been in the wild area. Oh, wow. Like I would give it probably like safely 35, 40, like 40, but probably even more than that. It might be like 30, 45. I've spent tons of time just in the wild area. Wow. So uh, the the few times I've gone back to it, like in the beginning area part of it, yeah, have been like I kept running into the same Pokemon, and I'm hoping like like you, you're hinting at something after the sixth gym, so I'm hoping something changes because it's like it's I mean it's a a lot of Pokemon, but I feel like it is like the same fifty. Um, I think there's more than that, and the ones that you're seeing aren't necessarily the ones you will always see. Like I keep seeing like vanilla light and I mean, you'll see that a lot. Like that's a pretty common one, but there are things about the wild area that will change and what you see will change with that. Okay. If if you don't know what I mean, I'll just let you sort of explore and figure it out. Cause I think that's part of what's fun about the wild area yeah. um, is like being like, wait a second, this is different. <laughs> and, and, and don't, don't, I mean, don't think too much about that. Like the map is the map. You know what I mean? It's not like, mystery forest that's like changing all the time or anything but there are aspects of it that do change there are certain pokemon that i have not seen yet there that i know that i know i can only get in the wild area and i still have not encountered them despite as much as i've played okay so i think it's it's pretty vast but i also am curious because i could i could see where it might not click with some people and some folks might be like it's fine you know what i mean oh yeah no i totally like it like i dig it i i just uh I'm hoping that the next time I go there, it'll be like just as exciting as the first couple of times I was there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I like it a lot. I spend lots of time in there and I I like doing the raid battle. Some of, some of the time that I'm in there is literally just doing like raid battle after raid battle. I think it's fun, even though a lot of times it's stuff I already have or things I've already done. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a a fun way to kill time. I think. Yeah. Uh, Do you do primarily, or uh, I mean, do you do online? raid battles or are you doing it just like with cpu um anytime i am on i have my internet connection going so i'm always seeing for the most part i'm always seeing like stamps and stuff like that there are times that are weird where like stamps just don't show up um but for the most part it's available to me but it does a bad job connecting with folks so Mm. when i approach one of the like hot spots i always open it up to other people to join and very rarely does it actually find people to fill my party i would say i'm slightly more successful at joining other people's parties but it's still not that reliable so there are plenty of times where i do it by myself but it's that that can get frustrating when it's something very very strong because then it's like like there are some max raid battles i've done over and over and over that I haven't won simply because I cannot connect with other people. Okay. Um, and I can't beat it by myself. And that kind of sucks. But uh, that's the only time that I'm really like bummed about it. Cause I'm like, geez, can you just connect me with someone else? 
But like I said, I think that's the weakest part of the game so far. And I have to imagine that they are, I mean, I know they're very aware of it. I have to imagine that they are working on it. Yeah. I, I kept uh, in my few raid battles, by the way, when you say max raid battles, that is the only type of raid battle, right? I think so. I, I either call them just raids or max raid battles. I don't know what the official terminology is, but I use them interchangeably. If they're not the same, then oops. No, I mean, I I thought they were, so I was just clarifying, but, um, like I, I had a, a couple failed battles with the CPU and it was like kind of disappointing, you know, <laughs> but like, well, it's frustrating because I know why they're doing that. Like they want you to play with other people. Like mm-hmm. they, that's why your computer players aren't great. Yeah. But they never Dynamax. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that you'll run into eventually is there are a lot of actual real life people who just like Dynamax immediately. Yeah. And you're like, that's not always the strategy. Yeah. In fact, frequently it's not the strategy. Right. So stop doing it. <laughs> but you have no idea who you're playing with. You know what I mean? Like I could be, they're all could be 10 like 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like hard to be mad. Cause you're like, I don't know. It's exciting. But at right. the same time, it's like, I just, I really would like to, to have a chance at catching this if we may. You know, yeah. so uh, stop Dynamaxing right away. They'll <laughs> <laughs> catch on, maybe, hopefully. Also, I do think, I mean, you can you can make sort of like private raids. So like you can set a code and just decide who you want to play with. So like eventually I might, I don't know, like maybe make a group or something or a group chat and just like say like, hey, I'm going to go raiding and anyone want to join? Because then I'm I'm imagining that would be far more reliable because only those people are trying to join you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just haven't tried it yet, so I don't know if it's if it's any different. I have to imagine it's different. I'll play around with it eventually. You got to tell Marissa to get the game, and then the three of us can raid together. Oh, I know she she is like really wanting to play it, but she is like knee deep. Sorry, neck deep in Dragon <laughs> Quest. <laughs> I know, and I can't be mad about that because I'm like so happy for her because it's it's her favorite game. <laughs> I, I know that she's loving it. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, she she made some bold statements about how it might be like her favorite game, her favorite Whoa. RPG ever. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So gosh, you can hate Pokemon after that. Well, and then she gets mad about the fact that this is related to Pokemon. She gets mad about the fact that. Dragon Quest is ha, struggles commercially, not critically, but commercially. Yeah. Like they, they have historically never sold well in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It, it, despite the, the big push it got for this new one on Switch and everything. And she keeps saying like it's like it's it's basically like Pokemon. Like it's it's yeah. Like Pokemon is very much influenced by the older Dragon Quest games and like this new one she keeps running into monsters and like she said, like she's run into two and she's like, this is basically a Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I've played, um, I played maybe like, I don't know. I, I probably put 10 hours into that dragon quest and, uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you got Uh, it on PlayStation though. Well, I don't have it. I got it from the library (laughs) (laughs) and I, and I played, um, I started it and I got, I I don't know where I got, I, I didn't play it long enough to know what it was called, but, um, I played it for a decent amount of time, and, um, and I mean, I guess decent amount of time, not really, because Dragon Quest is a very large game, but I, I probably played like a dozen hours, um, so I played like, I scratched the surface, but there are definitely things about this Pokemon game that remind me of that Dragon Quest game. I mean, just the fact that you can see the the Pokemon on the overworld, Yeah, I mean, that I was just doing that on Dragon Quest, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that that alone is a very similar similar vibe where you can kind of choose a little bit more how you're interacting with the environment. 
I mean, I did that on Dragon Quest Eleven before I did that on Shield. So I, I could see where she would be looking at it and being like, you guys would like this. Like, just just yeah. get this game too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and like some of the older, like I think Dragon Quest Five or something, you literally capture monsters and like use them on your team. It's like... Oh, there was uh, what was it? I played I played something on Game Boy that was basically Pokemon but Dragon Quest. Maybe it might have literally just been called like Dragon Quest Monsters or something. Oh yeah, like Dragon Quest. That's a game. Yeah, that was the yeah. DS, I think. Well, I mean, I'll 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 advocate for Dragon Quest Eleven. I was really enjoying it. And if you like Pokemon and you have a Switch, uh, you should also get Dragon Quest Eleven because it's good. I will eventually pick it back up when I have done everything in the wild area ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm pretty close do you want to guess how many pokemon i have in my pokedex yeah uh i'm gonna guess 342 Ooh, okay you're a little high but oh. i appreciate it <laughs> i am about i'm at i'm at like 325 about, okay give or take maybe like two or three i don't know exact i don't know the exact number when i stopped but yeah i'm i'm that was a, that was a close guess <laughs> thank you <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm excited I don't know. Uh, anything else that we haven't? Co- I mean, I'm, I know there's tons we haven't covered yet, but uh, anything that's that's really critical. I feel like I uh, talked about all the critical things early in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you know what? You asked me a question via text that I explicitly didn't answer. Okay. Um, because we were recording, you said Wulu or Mareep. Oh yes. I think I'm gonna say. Well, okay. <gasps> Am I uh, just talking about the individual Wulu versus Marie? Individual only. Okay. Literally okay. just that Pokemon. Then Wulu. Okay. My answer would fair. change if I considered <laughs> the whole line. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. But Ampharos is one of my favorites. Yes. Like, for sure. It's it's like, incredible. Since Gold and Silver. So. Yeah, I think one for one Wulu, Mareep, I think Wulu takes that one for sure. Yeah. Only in a vacuum, though. Gosh, I feel like, oh, the other thing I could think of that we texted about and didn't really talk about, yeah. or I texted you and you purposely probably ignored me. Save <laughs> it for the podcast. Was El, yeah, El oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and how she does, or it, or him, does not evolve. And it bothers me so much because I was convinced it was a middle stage <laughs> evolution. I'm I'm curious about that because there are I think there were at least a pair of grass Pokemon, if not more than a pair of grass Pokemon in Alola that were just single stage evolutions. Um, so I'm not really surprised that it doesn't evolve. I think it would be cool if it did though, because it does it does kind of feel like a middle stage, right? Almost like a cocoon, but yeah. for plants. Yes, like I feel like like I was like waiting for it to like turn into some giant flower or something, and it it just doesn't. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm conflicted because I I I'm curious to know what it would be but I think Eldegoss is such a fantastic design much better design than Gossiflor I think and so I I do like it as is. I'm also thinking now of like similar grass type pokemon that are like there are a lot like Roselia and yes. like that's a three stage one. I mean grant granted it was created over like what two ge- three generations uh two it was it was a single stage and then they gave it both a pre-evolution and an evolution i think in the same generation oh okay okay very bizarre yeah and then like you have like oddish who has like a a middle evolution and then two branching ones but there's also in um in alola you have moralol and shinotic or shinotic and you have 
Fomantis and Lorantis, which are all just single stage evolutions. That's I true. know there are, maybe there aren't that many. I mean, there definitely I, there are a lot of trip like double stage evolutions like uh, Bell Sprout and Oddish, like you mentioned. Um, plenty of them for sure. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I, I, I'm sure I would like whatever it evolved into too if it did. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe they're saving it for a future generation. Would you at the time I was very disappointed in Sinnoh as a as a generation because I felt like it didn't add enough to the sort of like overall. I was like, oh, it's just a bunch of evolutions. Like if there's just building off of whatever. Do you think another generation like that would be satisfying at this point? Uh, yes, but I also feel like Sword and Shield has kind of done that for me. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, because there are a number of examples of it doing that like, in a way. Like right off the bat, Farfetch and Corsola. Those are two that... Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like those always felt kind of... Galarian Farfetch. What? I just thought Farfetch'd evolved differently in Galar. I didn't expect it to be a whole different form yeah. at base level. So I have an interesting <laughs> story about that. Okay. I also thought it was just a regular Farfetch that could evolve in Galar. But if yeah. we're following the logic of Meowth and whatever other word we're talking about. Perserker? No, Meowth and um, or... the other, oh, like Linoon or Linoon. Oh, it yeah, would yeah, have yeah. to be a different form to evolve in a different region so of course farfetch has a different form in galar well i mean galar sort of has that but alola didn't follow that execute was just execute oh, you're pikachu right it was just pikachu you're right and coughing is just coughing oh that's right uh well coughing's kind of a unique case i think right well no like Q- cubone is doesn't oh, have a, a lolan form right right but i wonder are there other uh yeah. In Galar, are there other examples of that? I'm sure we're missing something. Oh, in Galar. Uh... Someone's yelling at us. <laughs> Wait, what? I said someone's yelling at us because there's probably like a really obvious example. We're oh, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Th- um, yeah, but I, I did not know that Farfetch'd had a Galarian form until my one, my one co-worker, because I don't have sword and neither do you, but right. my one co-worker was like, and he's like upper fifties and he's like living vicariously through his 14 year old son who's playing Pokemon. <laughs> and it's really interesting. Yeah. Cause he's like, yeah, like my son was playing for like five hours last night. He was literally just trying to catch Farfetch. I was like, why so long? <laughs> he was like, he was chaining shinies. I was like, what? Oh my God. And then he took, like he showed me a picture that he took of him playing him. And I was like, that's Farfetch'd. <laughs> Yeah. And like, I still didn't get a clear look. I was like, that is not the Farfetch'd I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, someone told me before I saw it, and I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean it's a different Farfetch'd? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it's typing. Well, that was is. a that was a surprise. Uh, I mean, I I know. Wait, is Meowth? But is I Meowth don't or... have to tell you. <laughs> well, I think Surfetch is steel or something. Uh, Surfetch'd is fighting. Oh, that's weird. Very weird. <laughs> really weird. But they kind of did that with all of them, right? Like Meowth is Steel, Cur- uh, Corsola is Ghost, Pure Ghost, I think Pure Steel. Uh, I think Surfetched is Pure Fighting. Wow. I, I, I would not, if you told me that every Pokemon ever got a, dif- a different form, I wouldn't be care- I wouldn't be upset or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past, uh, I, I think every generation moving forward will, will do this. And I think that we can expect all kinds of, unex- well, I guess expect the unexpected. I think we will see all kinds of expect, <laughs> we will see all kinds of unexpected things because as it stands, Meowth is the only Pokemon with three regional variants. I don't think it's going to stay that way. Yeah, I would agree. I'm sure something else will get one. Yeah. And we're going to continue. And this generation, it's not all Kanto. It's they're not the only ones that got regional variants. So yeah, thank goodness. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of stuff like that moving forward. I mean, not tons of it, but just over time, it will become a large, large chunk of the, the Mon population. Well, I think we probably should wrap it up. Yes. Um, thank you so much for joining me. This was fun. We had a little bit of a scare in there but my uh my heart has started beating again um which is great (laughs) we do have other episodes coming up as this episode releases this week there should be questions on the victory road twitter account for an upcoming episode we would like your feedback so uh respond to those questions on our twitter we will be reading that feedback about the games on that feedback episode so check that out uh, thanks everyone for joining us on another adventure along the victory road for information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show or the game. Like I said, be sure to find us on Twitter and Facebook at victory road pod. And if there is something in the world of Pokemon or Galar that you know a whole lot about, and you'd like to appear on the podcast or have us talk about it, let us know until next time we're headed back to the Pokemon center to back up all of our files. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye. production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.fourrideradio.com. I think we'll be okay. As long as it doesn't stop recording.